0: And he got into the pulpit and he started preaching. He just got sort so of scared. And he just took off. Just took oh off no, and went down the middle of the aisle. And all the guys ran off. And went and got him, grabbed him, and brought him back. <laughs> Finish. Finish <laughs> <laughs> so, Well we do yeah. that with you. Uh, no, John. <laughs> <laughs> John is was too fast. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody who can run fast, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run faster after somebody in terror, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's open our Bible then. and uh, Firstly, we're just going to look at one verse, and then we're going to look at the main passage. I'd just like to read one verse here from Psalm 68, 19. And um let's uh, read this passage, uh, this verse i mean. Okay, it says, um, Blessed be the Lord, who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation, Sila. the Lord Father, I thank you for your word and thank you for your goodness to us. Father, I pray that Lord you'd give me wisdom and clarity, help me to understand uh, and uh, present this message with clarity. I pray that Lord you bless each heart. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Lord, that you're here with us. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, let's turn to our main passage, and that is Psalm 103. Psalm 103. We're looking at the first five verses of this this psalm. And the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all those within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfieth thy mouth with good things, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. Now when we read this psalm, this is a magnificent psalm, some say this is a psalm of singular beauty, and it's um, David's Alleluia chorus. The word Jehovah, Jehovah's name, appears 11 times in the 22 verses in the psalm. It's also, some people call it an envelope psalm, because the subject matter is enclosed or enveloped between, uh, Bless the Lord, O my soul. If you look at the last verse, it says, Bless the Lord, uh, all his works in all places of his dominion. Bless the Lord. O oh my soul, so it's quite possible that they may have repeated this song and gone straight back to the beginning. So when, as it ends, bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. So it's quite an incredible it's a, it's a song that would probably been repeated over and over. Whenever we're looking at, and we have trouble problems praising the Lord, we should turn to this song and recite it back to Him. It's a song of perfect praise. And just remember that all the songs, were songs and they were sung by the people. And they are, are, really are beautiful. As people who are saved by God's grace, we have a problem that affects all of us. And that problem is that we're forgetful. Okay? forgetful, all of you? No, We're that. the most. <laughs> Can't remember. We remember. And that's a problem that affects all of us. Our problem is that we're forgetful. Um, We can remember all kinds of things. We can remember things that other people have done to us or other people have said to us. But we forget which the Lord has done for us in our lives. We have a long memory when it comes to hurts and sorrows and burdens, but a short memory when it comes to recalling just how good the Lord has been to us. David the psalmist also had this problem. He thought that the psalm was written when David was an older man. And we'll see that in the last, uh, last uh, verse that we're going to be looking at, in verse 5. In the first two verses, David calls upon his soul. Talking to himself, he calls upon his soul to remember what the Lord has done. And he wants to stir up the inner man and get him excited about the Lord, what the Lord has promised to do for him and in him. It's quite an interesting thing that he is talking to himself. Some people say, that the only um, sense that you get is when they talk. but an interesting thing that he's talking to himself. And he calls on his soul to do two things. Firstly, he calls on his soul to praise the Lord. And that word, uh, uh, bless, means to kneel with the idea of adoration and praise. David wants his soul to be completely involved in praising the Lord. So he calls on his soul, secondly, he calls on his soul to ponder the Lord. He challenges his soul not to forget what the Lord has done for his soul. Remember in the first two verses, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So his thoughts go up to God, and he thinks what he owes to God, and the benefits that he receives being God's man. Let's face it, there's not much that we can bring to God. Isn't much. We can offer him our money. You know, we were discussing, I think John and myself were discussing this on, on Wednesday, that all of the gold that's in the world, everything and all of the banks and everything that they can think of, whatever gold has been dug out of the ground, could fit in a cube, 28 metres, 28 metres, 28 metres. all the gold did It's quite an amazing thing to do, but then we look at the city. (laughs) The God has built, the Lord Jesus Christ has built, and there before us, that great city is going to be coming down out of heaven, made of pure gold, transparent gold, beautiful, fifteen hundred miles square. I mean, all, all the gold. If God wanted to, He could make a galaxy of gold. Mm. He doesn't need our money. Mm. He doesn't need our money. We can offer our service, Mm. which is good, but He has angels, far greater and more gifted to attend His throne. But it is something that our God doesn't need. Do you know what that is? And that we can offer? Some thanksgiving and praise. That's what we can offer. Hebrews 13 5 says, By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. You can imagine David in Psalm 139 14, it says that we are fearfully, wonderfully, and fearfully made. You can imagine him looking at his hand we thinking, or counting the five benefits for which the believer can praise the Lord for when he is or he or she comes to the Lord. We like, I would like to briefly look at the, uh, uh, the word benefits. Have we ever thought of that word? It's quite an interesting word. It's interesting that the root word for benefits is also the root word for cannot. Quite an interesting thing, there, isn't it? For people living in the desert areas, the importance of a camel cannot be overstated. It's called the ship of the desert. I don't know how many people have seen camels in the desert. I, I've never seen a real desert before, so I don't know. I've been to Australia, it's close. <laughs> close, <laughs> close, to the desert. But I did see a, a, um, a documentary of the Bedouins where they, they travel across the Sahara. And I think they would show, it was, it was a, total, a complete documentary of, of these Bedouins and what they did and how they lived and how the camels were so important. And they would go from one part of Africa right up at to the top and they'd go into the middle, like Timbuktu Timbuk, somewhere, the middle, where the, the salt flats, and they collect the salt and they put it onto the camels and then they travel all the way back. And that's where they, they could get the salt and it's supposed to be very good. The salt's supposed to be perfect. But it's interesting that when they stopped in the night, that they would hobble the camels, they would tie their legs together. So that they wouldn't walk away. Because if they walked away, yeah. they would be in serious trouble. Yeah. Because the camels were like shit the would carry heavy burdens at long distances through the harshest of terrain. Yeah. Um, they can survive long periods without water without food. They are essential for those who are crossing the sands of the desert. They are safely. In Bible times, wealth was measured by how many camels he had. Remember in Job said he had 3,000 camels. And in the end when he um, was restored again, he had 6,000 camels. <laughs> so, um, well, gave him the benefit of that? But they are very important God's benefits, also, when you look at these benefits that you're looking at, they're able to transport us across the barren deserts of life to our home in glory. Any man or woman who enjoys God's benefits is rich beyond measure. Don't possesses possess little good? You might not have a lot here, but oh, no. What's coming is way, way beyond measure. We couldn't measure it. So, there are five benefits of God's importance. Firstly, in that verse, it says here, verse 3, Who forgiveth all thy iniquities. Mm-hmm. Notice how man's strongest need makes the top of David's list. It's what we need. And um, is there anybody out there, I know each one of us here, we all know. But man's greatest need is salvation. There is no greater need. That is why I believe it's put first. Without that, we have no hope. And the word iniquities is also a strong word. It doesn't mean our mistakes. The Bible doesn't say that the Lord Jesus died for our mistakes. God forgives our iniquities that ingrained perversity, all that bentness and crookedness of our being. Now there's a reason to praise God. Inequities refers to that evil bent in our nature towards sin. And it's true. It's a struggle every day. You know? Things come into our eyes, thoughts come into our head. Sometimes thoughts we don't want there, they just they come into our minds. The nature of man towards sin, and it brings to mind that I'm a sinner and I've sinned. Yet, he says, He forgives all my iniquities. God takes our sins and He puts them away from Him forever. He did this because the Lord Jesus Christ sacrificed Himself in Calvary to put away, He's put away forever through the gift of God in the Lord Jesus Christ. As all our sins have been put away in Psalm 103.12 in the same psalm it says here as far as the east is from the west so far hath He removed our transgressions for us And you notice that God didn't say as far as the north is from the south because the thing is if you travel north when you get to the north you're going to stop traveling south again and when you get to the south you're going to start traveling north if you travel east you can go for infinite, infinite time and you'll never reach the east you'll just keep going east so as far as the east is from the west so far have you removed our transgressions for us in Isaiah 38 17 it says behold for peace I had great bitterness, but thou hast in thy love for my soul delivered it from the pit of corruption for thou hast cast all my sins behind thy back an amazing Isaiah 43, 25 says, I, even I, am that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake and will not remember my sins. When we hear these things, I think we can all rejoice and say, and verse one, bless the Lord on my soul. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Secondly, he says, you hear deal all our diseases. These bodies that we wear are often afflicted with sickness and disease. And it's true. You know, I'm getting it. Every day I get older, We get sick and we get weaker. I mean, we don't get any stronger. <laughs> you know, if we're not getting stronger. We get slowly, we, we can. Where I work, you can see it. And yeah. it's heartbreaking to see it. Without the Lord Jesus Christ, it's worse. When we have Him, we know that there's a promise that He's made to us. That one day He's going to come and He's going to change. This vile body is going to be changed. We're going to have a body just like His. We'll be with Him forever and forever. So these bodies wear out and be afflicted, but this verse is not referring to physical, but it's referring to spiritual healing. He's referring to the sickness of the soul. Our souls are subject to many terrible maladies, such as lust, hate, greed, jealousy, discouragement, anger, fear, doubt, just to name a few, and many others. Aren't you happy that God has the remedy for the soul's diseases? If we want healing of the soul, we need to take our medicine. Let's turn to Psalm 107. It's just over the page here. Up the pages. Psalm 107. And then we'll read from uh, verse 17. We'll be reading through to uh, verse 22. And it says here, Fools, because of their transgression, and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorreth all manner of meat, and they draw nigh unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saveth them out of their distresses. He sent his word, and healed them, and delivered them from their destructions. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness, and for his wonderful works to the children of men, and let them sacrifice, here we go again, the sacrifices of thanksgiving, and declare his work with rejoicing. <laughs> what incredible words they are. So after this, I think we can thankfully say again, Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. And thirdly, he redeemeth thy soul from destruction. Every soul that enters this world is a slave to sin. Romans 3 says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none, all have sinned. Yeah. There's none righteous, no, not one. Galatians 3.22 says, But the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given unto them that believe. Every soul is headed to a horrible conclusion as well. If, we, if a person doesn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, is one destination. You don't want to go there, believe me. And when you read about it, but, uh, the Bible tell, talks more about hell than he, the Lord Jesus spoke more about hell than he did about heaven because he wanted people to avoid it it's a place where you just really don't want to go mm-hmm. so the wages of sin is death And thank the Lord that he saw our plight that we were helplessly lost and by his grace he provided redemption for us he saw that we were enslaved in sin and our de- ultimate destiny it would be hell that awaited every single one of us. But God wasn't merely content to see it. He did something about it. And he came into this world and paid the price for our redemption on the cross. He purchased us, purchased us out of the marketplace of sin with his own blood. Revelation 5.9 says, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and, and open the seals thereof, for thou was slain and hast redeemed us to God by the blood of by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation 1 Peter 1:18 1, and 19 says for as much as ye you know you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers but with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot what an amazing thing we are not corrupt, uh, uh, redeemed with corruptible things all that 28 meters of gold won't buy you anything. Can't buy redemption. Mm. <laughs> All that gold in the world can't buy, buy one soul. Mm. But the Lord Jesus' blood killed. Mm. His blood purchased mm. of our redemption. Mm. Now those who were slaves to sin, who were headed for eternity in hell, have been redeemed from slavery and have a heavenly hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. The wages of sin is death. Knowing that I'm now free from slavery and bondage, I can say, "Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is in bless His holy name." Isn't it incredible? You always talk and you go and you share the gospel with somebody. You'll say, "The wages of sin is death," and then you wait until the last uh, section of the gospel that says. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Free gift. All we have to do is receive it. Receive that gift. Then it says in, uh, in um, the fourth thing is um, uh, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies. Notice that God doesn't give mercies. God doesn't give just kindness, he gives loving kindness, tender mercies. Our God always operates in the superlative. The Bible says in Exodus 15, verse 1, it says, Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. He always triumphs gloriously. He doesn't just triumph. The horse and the rider are thrown into the sea. God always triumphs gloriously. Regarding salvation, what does the Bible say? In Hebrews 7.25, God saves to the uttermost. God doesn't save. He saves to the uttermost. Mm -hmm. Our God moves in the realm of overabundance. He operates in the arena of more than enough. How can we forget He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies? Let's have a look at uh, uh, something here. One of the most tremendous things in the Bible, I think, is the prodigal son. Remember how... He went away, took all the. He, took, he wanted his inheritance, took that inheritance. Went and wasted it with riotous life and carried on until. And then he was feeding the swine. was one of the worst jobs. Uh, Jews would not even be anywhere near swine yet. He was. Uh, his job, the only way he could get anywhere was to be feeding the swine. And then it says that he came to himself. And he said, I'm going to go back to my father and tell him that I'm a, I've sinned. Um, please let me be one of your servants because the servants have more than enough. And what's an interesting thing is that I, I believe that the father had seen his son go away over the hill and disappear out of his son. That every day he went to look See if he can see his son. Because he loved him. So you can imagine every day his dad loving his son so much that he had gone and done all these kind things. Yep, the amazing thing is, I'm gonna tell me, but let's have a look. Just read it. It's in Luke chapter 15. Luke chapter 15. Let's begin at um, Mm -hmm. verse 15. And it says, And he went and joined himself to his sisters in that country, and he sent unto him into the fields to feed the swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat. No man gave unto him. And when he came to himself, he said, How many hired servants of my father's have bread enough for him to spare? And I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I am worthy to be called thy son, make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. Now this is the incredible thing. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him, and he had compassion on him. He had compassion. And he ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said unto the father, I have, unto his father, I have sinned against heaven, and in thy sight and I am no worthy to be called thy son. But the father said to his servants, Bring forth the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet. And bring hither the fatted calf and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this, my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. I don't know about you, but... That touches my heart. It makes you wonder it's such an amazing thing that God is like that. This is a picture of God and how He's watching. We sing a song. They're on the portals. He's waiting and watching, watching for you and for me. Waiting for us to come over that hill. That He can give us a ring on our finger, put a robe on us. And crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Isn't that an amazing thing? It's an amazing thing. God is so good. We ought to shout, Bless the Lord, O my son. And all those within me, bless his holy name. Finally, he satisfied my mouth, thy mouth, with good things. Some people have said that word mouth. Could be translated old age. As David was old at the time that he wrote this. And um, it's an incredible thing that In our gracious Heavenly Father, He gives His saints the good things of life. Not always what we want, but always what's best for us. Remember the verse, Romans 8 28, we all know it. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called according to his purpose. So those who rest in him and draw their strength from him will find that they're in a constant state of renewal and that their spiritual stamina will continue. The race is difficult if we don't abide in him. John 15, 5 says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. Those who draw their life in satisfaction from the Lord will display youthful spirituality. They'll soar above the storms and the difficulties like the eagle. You know that the eagle retains its vigor and its strength. It's said that an eagle um, can live up to 70 years of age. When they get to about 40 years of age, apparently, their beak gets calcified and, and their claws get funny and then their feathers go strange and, and stop poking and get out of place. And um, so when it dives down, it whistles, so the prey can hear them coming. But apparently the, it's, it's said, and I don't know how to do this, they'll stop molting. They'll go and rub their beak against the rock until it breaks off, because then it will go again. It's, it's made out of the same stuff as our nails. But they'll suffer during that time and they'll pluck their feathers out. But they'll all become back and renewed. And the beak will go back and the talons will get strong and they'll be renewed and they'll go back up into the in uh, hunting. Quite an incredible uh, thing that um, says we will be um, renewed like the eagle. Renewed like the eagles. In Isaiah 40, verse 28 through 31, it says, Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord of the Creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of His understanding. He giveth power to the faint. Are you faint? You know, God gives power to the faint. And to them that have no might, He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I heard a story once where um, a man, he was in his old age, he was uh, on his deathbed. And um, people asked him how he was feeling, and he says, I feel like a little boy. It's summertime when the holidays come. That last day of school. It's hard. That should make us say, Bless the Lord, I'm not And all that is within me, bless his holy name. God is good. Yes. What an amazing thing. What an amazing song! What amazing things that the Lord has revealed to us. If you're not saved out there, you're listening to this. The Bible says that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Mm-hmm. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to do is call on the Lord. He's waiting for you to do it. Just like that father, with the prodigal son, who was waiting for his son to come. And when he came... He ran. His father ran to him. Because he loved it. Mm-hmm. And he loves us. So. Let's pray. Mm-hmm. Father, I thank you for your word. Thank you for uh, this wonderful song. What an incredible um, uh, word, your word of God is. And thank you so much for it. Pray the Lord, you just uh, bless us as we go through this week. Help us to meditate on these things and Lord, the wonders of your grace, that Lord you love us, that Lord you're always looking out for those who would come to you. And we thank you for it. Would you be with each heart, encourage us, keep us safe, and keep us as we go home? Would you be with us through this week that we might not forget you and all the great things that you've done for us, all the benefits that we have? And we thank you in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. <coughs> okay. It was one